You. What it do? What it do? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who identify as other. As I always say, if you're really a boy and girl, you're too young for this here program because we finna talk about some girl and uh, go ahead and leave the room. Tell your mom or your pop come in and listen, all right? Um, but to everybody else, how y'all been? You know what I'm saying? Our, our returning listeners, hey, what's going on? We missed y'all. What's up? Hey. Uh, to those for the first time, thank you for coming. Thank you for stopping in. This room, come on, pull on up. Get comfortable. We're going to be here. All right? And tonight, we have an illustrious guest, man. Somebody who blessed uh, our previous podcast. Somebody who uh, we collaborated with on his podcast, man. We got my homie, my bro, man. The one, the only Maurice Rush, the host of the My Brother, My Brother podcast himself. What up, though? <laughs> nah, I'm so glad to be here, man. I've actually been on the list. Real good to get back in here and do all this stuff, man. So I'm really excited to be here. And I'm really excited about the topic. So let's get it. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. All right. All right. And that is- we introduced our host, of course. I have to, I mean, I guess I have to introduce those, right? So, of course, we got with us the lovely, the sensational, the witty, hilarious man, um, and of most of all, the realist, okay? The 100%, 1,000 power, as they say. We got Big Beach, aka Mimi, the goddess in the building. Hey, what's going on, guys? And she's flanked by none other than your favorite coach's favorite coach, the fat freckle man, aka Kyrie Second Servants. You know what I mean? Uh, we here. It's Charles. You know what I mean? We in the building. So, as my man said, we got a topic. So let's get right to it. The topic we got for tonight is why men don't talk about films. So, um, if you did you know either if you're a fan of the My Brother My Brother podcast or the Two Kings Two One Five podcast, we kind of touched on these things in previous episodes um, here and there. You know, kind of getting into it, but we going to talk specifically about. We're going to actually let you know uh, Benish go ahead and ask the questions that maybe women are dying to ask, and uh, you know, me and bro going to get to it honestly and truthfully. And maybe a little bit disrespectfully. I ain't gonna lie. Not all these answers. Everybody likes to say respectfully, but not all these answers. Respectfully. Disrespectfully. All right, Misha, it's on you. Okay, so. Yeah, me. First question that I have for you guys is why do men feel less than comfortable expressing themselves and what they're feeling to their partner, significant other, spouse, girlfriend, or even your male guy friends? All right. So I think kind of split. This, the, the, the females up and the guys up to two different questions. I can get with that. Let's do that. Either way, it's on you, bro. All right. So I guess I'll start with the um, with the woman. I think that I thought about it when I saw the topic nine. I was like, 
You know, I actually think we do communicate more than women realize. I don't think we communicate in the same manner in which you guys communicate, right? So um, I might slide something in there real quick. And it's funny because me and my, my current girlfriend talk about this all the time. Um, like she'll say that I'm a better communicator than her, but she also says that I don't communicate as well as I think I do. Um, so for example, I had a terrible work week last week, mm. but like every day I was suddenly like, I work kick my ass today. I work kick my ass today. But then I would just go on joking. And then by like Thursday, like the worst day was on Thursday. And, um, she was like, well, you know, I was like, and so I'm like, well, all week I've been telling you the week's been terrible. And she was like, but you were joking right afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, but like I said, the week was terrible. <laughs> like, I literally did every day. And I had she was like, yeah, but like, then you went right back to joking. And I was like, well, that was just me trying to like cope with it. Like, okay, yeah, you know, like it was a terrible work week. This is my, me getting away from it and unwinding it. That doesn't take away from it being terrible. So I think that we do communicate um, in a different manner. Um, I also think, and I'm sure now I'll piggyback off of this, um, at some point, we were fell, right, by the opposite gender. Somebody, it might not have been your current partner. It could have been someone in the past. It could have been someone from your childhood. It could have been your current partner. At some point, that man opened up to a woman, and she felled him. And unfortunately, the way men are wired is that one failure, it takes a lot yeah. to go back there. You say, okay, this happened from one woman. And unfortunately, you know, we get on women a lot for doing this to men, but we do this to women as well, right? Like, now every woman ever is going to do the same thing that this one woman did to me, maybe when I was 17, 18. So, excuse me, um, I'm drinking a beer, so. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) But, um, But we grouped them all in together, right? So now, because someone felt you at 20, 21, um, now at 30, 40, 50, you have that fear of having that same feeling again of open up or venting and it not being received, right? And some people never get over that. Some people are fortunate enough to know that that was an isolated incident, but some people never really recover from it. Um, and some people are still with that partner, right? Like, you know, we don't necessarily mm-hmm. right? So you could have been with someone for 20 years, he opened up in year two and it didn't go well. Now in year 20, he's still so on to that feeling from year two because we want to set growth, right? Um, that could be another uh, topic for another episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got a big growth. Oh, man. Uh, he definitely gave some good chunks right there. And uh, like he said, um, I, I got, uh, I'll piggyback off the whole, you know, being failed thing. I'll start from there. Um, it takes different forms right the whole thing of being failed by the woman that you're talking to and trying to address this with it could start for something simple as you decide to open up about something and it's a story attached to it and she cuts you off every mm-hmm. time trying to tell the story you ain't gonna get through that story no more no fucking more that's it that's the last time you tell that story she done cut you off three times about stuff that's either not related or somehow Instead of her relating to it to understand, she's relating to it to talk and now tell her story. Like, oh yeah, it's just like when da, 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 da. now she's talking, so you're just like, all right. And I've had an mm-hmm. experience okay. with that. I've had an experience with that. Uh, I guess I'm doing that same thing, but no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you guys would like that one. No, no. But no, in all honesty, in all honesty, every time you're going to jump time, I'm going to be serious, right? So recently had that conversation with my husband and he made that same statement. He was like, I feel like when I'm trying to express something to you or tell you about something, you come at me with a comparison story. And I'm like, um, no, I don't feel like I'm trying to do the tit for tat comparison thing. I feel like I'm trying to give you an example of me having dealt with that same situation so that you understand I can relate to what you're saying. And he was like, oh, okay. Then he proceeded to say, I'm so used to people doing that. All of it looks the same to me. So yep. I guess that goes back to what you know Maurice was saying about communication and how he's like, I'm telling her, oh, I've had a shitty week. I've had a shitty week. And it's almost like, you're not sure how to really word it and you know convey it in order to have the conversation that you want to have to kind of get those feelings out, then you're also worried about it not being taken as literal as you want it to be taken so that you can get that off your chest and feel like you've expelled all of those feelings. So I definitely can relate <laughs> to that and understand um, how men get to that point of contention where they don't want to discuss any of those feelings or, you know, what they're dealing with throughout the week. And they they just don't want to feel like they're being shut down because, you know, well, you're a man, you're okay, you're feelings. I, I deal with it too. You're good. It's like the enemy of comparison is just terrible for relationships, I feel like. But, but then I also felt like there have been times where I've sat there and I've been like, mm-hmm. He's like, are you listening? And I'm like, I'm trying not to say anything because I know if I say something, you're going to feel like I'm trying to interrupt you, you know, dispelling how you feel. So, Because um, the fact of the matter is, and here's where things start to sound respectful, women are not as good listeners as they think they are. They are not. They're really not. When it comes to each other, because you all speak the same language, great listeners. But when it comes to the men, even when it comes to the homeboys that y'all have, because y'all, it's almost as if y'all listening with different ears when y'all listening to y'all brothers and y'all cousins and y'all, you know, God friends and stuff like that. But when it comes to your men, it's like, because you have skin in the game in a different way, y'all don't listen well enough. So it's like, you don't realize that you should be listening to understand. And while you're trying to show that you can relate, I don't need that. Mm. I need to get this off my chest. This is you, you ask me how I'm feeling, and I'm trying to tell you, and you're busy trying to prove to me that you can relate. And it's like, I didn't even get through this first. Like, prove to me you can relate after I finally got it all out. Because it's fetched in. So I'm trying to pull it out, I'm trying to pull it out, and I'm trying to pull it out. And then you stop me mid-pull, and it might sound like over-exaggeration, but I literally don't have the strength to keep pulling. It's like if you're trying to carry something or trying to pull something, and you know, you're know pulling with all your might, yeah, you could give it a tug and pull it out, but the minute you stop pulling, it feels like it gets 10 times heavier, and then you can't 
what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that's kind of how it feels trying to get those things out. And, you know, there are men who don't communicate well and then try to learn to communicate better. But again, um, like you said, when it, 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 it's, it's definitely the hardest when you feel failed by a woman. And how he said, you know, maybe it was this woman who failed you and you think every woman is going to fail you. I want to point to something with that. Um, because we live in the era of social media, that's made it 10 times worse because we literally see that women don't listen. So it's not even conjecture to be like, my girlfriend in seventh grade didn't listen to me. So no woman listens. I really get to see every single day when men try to open up and talk about topics, how many women disregard it, disrespect it, trivialize it, make fun of it, laugh at it. I literally get to see it with my own eyes. Bro, <laughs> bro, and again, I'll, before I say this, I want to preface this with I really believe that postpartum is a real thing, right? And that women really suffer from postpartum depression. I saw a post one day on social media about how men are like terrible to women after pregnancy. And every now I usually like, not really better because he engages them. Like, I feel like once a month, <laughs> <laughs> I like once a month, like one time, one time, and then like once a month, right? So this is my once a month, right? <laughs> my one and done. <laughs> yeah. So I go to post, and I was like, "Well, you guys know, like men, like aren't exactly like even killed during this time. They're stressed out. They probably feel like everything they're doing is uh, wrong." Like they're probably worried about finances, time. They want to make sure the baby's okay. They want to make sure the wife is okay. And then you also really can't do anything during pregnancy as a man. Really, like there's really nothing you can do to make her feel better. Like I mean, like from, from a point, I mean, you could probably like rub her feet and things like that. But ultimately, like the discomfort that she's feeling, there's nothing you can do to take that away. Really, right? So like you gotta live with that. And if you love this woman, or even if you don't love her, you just care about her a little bit. Or if you got a heart a little bit, right? <laughs> like you at least don't want to see this person in discomfort. But like nothing you do is good enough, and that's tough. And you stress out. Stress does induce symptoms too. So I'm like commenting all this on the post, and the immediate response from the woman was like, "See, leave it to a man to say that. Compare a man feeling stressed out to my real chemical imbalance postpartum." And I'm like. I didn't discount the postpartum at all. I was just saying, like, y'all act like, you know, the whole pregnancy, we're, like, out here singing, um, can't you feel a brand new day? And <laughs> the whole time, I'm like, nah, like, maybe stress the hell out, too. Like, you know, you guys are worries. Like, you know, like, I, I just told you guys, pretty sure I have a kid coming in the next three weeks. I've literally been like, yo, what if her mom dies on a delivery table? How am I prepared right now in the time of a formula shortage? I can't produce breast milk, right? There's no formula in the shelves. So something happens to her mom on the table, and I have to care for that baby myself as a you know single parent. How the hell am I going to do that right now? Yeah. That That's induces true. stress and worry and things like that. But then, like, here's the flip side. And I vividly remember this when my son was born. I went and found the social worker to talk to my son's mom about her postpartum depression. She came in there, she talked to him, and then walked out the room. Like I wasn't in there too, right? It wasn't nobody came in the room and said, hey, dad, how are you doing? Hey, dad, how you holding up? How's it been for you? 
everything is mom, 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 mom. And I'm not saying that the mom isn't important. I'm not saying the mom doesn't matter. I'm not saying postpartum is fake or exaggerated. I think those things are very real and very valid. But I'm saying there are things put in place for women that men do not have privilege or not privileged enough to have access to um, in some cases. Um, so it, that's kind of the example of what I, I would say when I say, when I read something about the social media posts, you see something like that. And to me, I'm like, yeah, you know, what's the point of me ever talking about how I feel? You know, it's this kid is coming. I just got attacked by 7 million women on this post to the point that one of my male friends texted me and was like, I didn't think you said anything that bad. <laughs> and I was like, bro, can you rumble for me on the post? Though? Yeah, like, don't be sorry, boy. Like, <laughs> public. Um, I do agree with you. I do and that's why I had to be in the prison to engage. <laughs> Y'all not going to leave my brother's dead in the street. No, I'm, 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 I'm here to swim. What's your dead body? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they jump on it too. They jump on these dudes like that too. Like you talking about? Yes, want to see a damn body? Yes, that boy be clapped. They had a screenshot it, made another spinoff post in another group. Discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> they be emptying a whole mag into these dudes. I'd be yeah, like, oh, baby, oh my god. And they be dead and dump three more. Reload. <laughs> But no, I um, agree with what Marie said. I I feel like they think that men don't experience some of those same emotions, mm-hmm. which kind of leads me to my next question. Do you guys feel like men express their feelings more so through actions than they do words? That's tough. Yeah. Um, I think in a romantic sense, I don't know. I think love languages are real to me. So I will say they are. Everyone has a very different love language. Um, my personal love language is words, right? And this is another thing. I hate to keep bringing my girlfriend up. Um, she's sitting it's over fine. here. Right? It's fine. It's fine. What up, Shelly? Hey, girl. Yeah, she's sitting over here. Like, every five words, she's looking over here with a uh, funny face. So if you see me looking over, it's because I'm Hey, I mean, don't judge <laughs> that, man. <laughs> that man get his emotions out, all right? We do it. You a favor. But I I think that one thing that we talk about often is my love language is absolutely words, right? Words of affirmation. Very much Mm -hmm. a words of affirmation guy. And she, we haven't taken the test together, but I would guess hers is acts of service, quality time. So she does a lot for me. She's amazing. She, you know, does a lot of actions. But like when we first started, like she wasn't wordy, right? And I would tell her all the time, I'm like, you know, if I'm saying, hey, I want salmon, and you give me chicken, you give me beef, you give me steak, you give me pork chops, that stuff is great. It tastes good. I'm not unappreciative of it, but salmon is what I'm craving, right? And that doesn't go away. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're feeding me, you're feeding me, you're feeding me, but you're not feeding me what I want, right? Right. So I think what happens is, right, it gets, it gets misconsorted because you feel like, Oh, you're being unappreciative, right? Like you keep talking about this salmon, but I can get you pork chops, beef, roast beef, uh, pork feet, like pig feet, all this stuff, and you keep worried about the salmon. And I'm like, well, you gave me all that stuff, and all I wanted was salmon. Like you didn't have to do all that if you would have just gave me the salmon. So I think that's clash because of that, right? Because you're like, I'm giving you love, I'm giving you love, and I'm like, but it's not in my language. It's not in my language. Um, so. I, to the actions versus words, I honestly think it was what your love language is. So if you're an ex service guy, 
um, you're probably going to be one that does more services for things and not say much. Like, you hear those stories about the dads who will just come in, like, change a flat tire and just drive off or something like that. Or, you know, like the dad that came home, he didn't talk to the family, but he paid all the bills and things like that. That's his love language, right? Extra service. Like, I don't got to say nothing to y'all because I'm taking care of this house. Some lights turn on every time you hit the switch. That fridge is full. It's a room over your head. I don't got to say no words. But if you're a wordy guy or, you know, if you're like, if you're a person that likes to hear words and you say we hear words, then the actions, they're thankful. They're, you know, appreciative. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, you tell me I love you and how much you care about me and things like that, man, I'm beaming from ear to ear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm bragging about that probably more than I will be bragging about any action that you could physically do for me. And that's just for me personally. Okay, now I, I'm a, I want you to answer the question and then I'm going to state something that might change the dynamic for that question a little bit. Okay. Um, we snailed it. It's very, it's a, a very variable thing because there are the dudes who, you know, you grew up and you was told actions speak louder than words. So actions is going to be their thing. Like, you know, you, you want to cuddle and stuff like that, but like, I need to go work so that I can buy you what you want so that I can send you where you want to go. I, I, I can, you know, do these things like, uh, I'll tell a personal story too. Like uh, my wife, she's, you know, into dramas and plays and operas and stuff like that. So um, I know when Chicago came out, that was a big deal for her. Her sister was um, singing around the house all the goddamn time. Annoying. And I'm like, all right, well, she's so big into Chicago. I mean, I just put a little, you know, a couple of dollars away during my struggle. Aww. I'm going to go ahead and send her off to Chicago. I'm going to send her to go see the, you know, see the play. And because that's the person who she said, like, they literally get together and start doing the parts back and forth, alternate. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to send your sister with you. You know what I'm saying? So she goes and she enjoys herself. They had a great time. I dropped them off. I picked them up. I left them with money to get what they wanted while they was out. <laughs> whole nine. And it's not till like, maybe years later. We're talking about, and she's like, "You've never taken me, you know, to play in like you haven't. Well, not never, but you haven't taken me to play in like ten, maybe twelve years." And I'm like, "Huh? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, you haven't taken me to a place since like we was in college." And I'm like, "Bro, I just sent you to go see the play, like Chicago. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's popping. It's still the thing. What, what do you? What do you mean?" No, you sent me and my sister to go. Mm. You didn't take me to share that with me. And I'm like, oh, you're bogus as hell. Like, no, hell no, hell no. I know you ain't got the nerve to complain about me giving you something you want and sending it with the person who you literally share the enjoyment with. Like, that's crazy to me. But it's like she wanted to enjoy it with me, no matter how much I personally don't enjoy it. No matter how much I personally don't like these shits, she wanted to spend that time doing something that she was into with the person she likes spending the most time with. And I didn't read that shit at all. Mm -hmm. At all. Because like he said, the differences in languages and stuff like that. And it's like, why why you can say that at the same time, it's like because of the lack of communication, because of the lack of expressing 
certain things. Like, I just, you know, instead of complaining every time she turns it on, because, again, I really don't like it. But that's going to ruin it for somebody if every time you turn it on, you hear them bitching and moaning. So instead of that, I just I just ghost. Okay? You you got the jaw turned up louder than everything in the house? All right, cool. I'll go in the room, and I'll start, you know, playing games on my phone, or I'll read comic books, or I'll go hoop, or whatever. Go ahead. Get your Chicago on. Be, be the star of the friggin' movie. And when I come back, hopefully you're tired out. Um <laughs> But was she, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, in doing that, I never took the time to realize she want me to dance with her doing one of these songs. You know what I'm saying? She want, you know, she knows I'm not going to love to play or enjoy it. She wanted me to enjoy her enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I you know that. what I'm saying? But it just kind of goes back to what Marie said about knowing people's love language. And Facts. she has to understand, like, that's not your thing. You know, just like Physical touch might be your thing, but it's not her thing. So for you to force that on her, you're considered wrong, right? But now she wants to force you to be into something that she's into. Well, she didn't want me to be into it. She just wanted me to go. I don't think with that's her. fair. I, see, and I think that's where things and that's get a where money. yeah, because it's like so that's now, where things get mucky because I'm sitting there and I'm just like, hmm, I'm here. Then that's problematic for her because you're not enjoying it as much as her. But you told her from the beginning, this isn't what I enjoy doing. I'm not into that. So I think when people aren't cool on saying what they need and want, right? It goes back to what Maurice was saying. I'm a words of affirmation guy. Have you told people I'm a words of affirmation guy? And I say that because I just recently learned, okay, I'm all touchy-feely. I am an acts of service. I done told nah, I done became uh, all of the love languages at this point. I need all of them shit. <laughs> I mean, as I've gotten old, I want all of it. But I used to be like a physical touch, you know, acts of service type of person and gifts. More so gifts and physical touch. But then I started to find like, oh, when I got married, I like that somebody does stuff for me. It, it comforts me when, you know, my husband takes care of these things and I don't got to worry about it. Um, but I'm thinking he's a physical touch person and gifts person too because we're both tours. Birthdays like five days apart. Uh, nah, my husband is clearly words of affirmation. When I, babe, you look good. I like that. I like that shirt on you. I really appreciated that you did X, Y, and Z for me today. You know, and I was just like, bro, I've been with you for like 13 years, and I'm you're just telling me this. Which is funny because most men, whether they realize it or not. Or words of affirmation, guys. Yeah. Words of affirmation are obviously yeah. all men really need to hype them up in order to A, it might not be all we need, but we can't go without it. Uh, yeah. I feel like it might not be everyone's number one, but I, I would rather. Yeah, it. but you can't go without it. You can't go without any it. Any man can, can really say, oh, I mean, she can say nice things to me, but that really doesn't move me. No, if a woman compliments you or gives you like, you know, confirmation on something that you did that she feels like you excelled at or succeeded at, um, made her feel good about, you're going to be like, oh man, I'm doing something great over here. Like you, you, you tuned up, you done kicked up your, your whole spirit is different because she's showing appreciation. And I feel like when you guys get appreciated for what you do, it makes you want to do it even more. But it's the context of how it's appreciation. Like I said, no guy can go without these compliments and without these, like you said, kudos on stuff. 
But there's guys to where it doesn't matter that much because to them it's kind of like, well, you saying you appreciate it, you saying you love it, you saying you enjoyed it, but um, you ain't doing shit for me. So explain, and I'm, explain that. It's a service person. Like no, what I'm saying is like, like I, I, and that's what I'm saying. Which is for, why I say I'm more action based because I feel like you know we had an age old conversation about women work off feelings and men work off actions or whether women work off emotions and feelings and men are more action and you know just we do we take care we provide type and it's like no emotion or thought to that it's just you gotta kind of like what Maurice was saying I gotta do what I gotta do I know I gotta you know help do this I gotta kind of relieve the stress here you know I know I can't take away the physical pain but I can take away some of the hard work that comes along with all of that but you guys also need that gratitude for doing that and like i said for different guys gratitude looks a little bit different yeah. i don't think there's a without the words of affirmation like we said that might not be the number one but i personally don't think that if a guy never hears if she never says to that dude if she's steady buying him gifts steady giving him sex steady spending time with him but never really takes her time off to say I appreciate you so much for all that you do. Something going to go wrong with it. Something going to go wrong with it. A dude can't live without it at all. It's just that not every dude has it highest on the list because there's some dudes that get compliments from everybody. Uh From everybody. So even at home, it's like, yeah, you say thank you for a lot of things, but you don't show the gratitude. So it's it's really it's really hard to pin down to just you know which one. It's just kind of like 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 we said it. Your love language definitely affects it, and um, what you lack in life definitely affects it. And I also think love language is applied different based on what kind of relationship it is. So my romantic love language is not going to be the same as me and Nas love language, right? Like absolutely. when it comes to my girls, I'm probably much higher on quality time and you know what I'm saying things like that with my girls, but with my lady, I'm slightly different there. So I think it depends on who it's coming from. I also think it depends on how much you really like the person. Because if I'm not interested in you, you can give me all the words of evidence in the world. If you like that romantically, you can give me all the words. Because I like text back and forth with girls, like dated girls, who are really wordy with stuff. I just didn't like them that much. So like, <laughs> that's nice. But like, that's real. Yeah, like, I don't like you that much. So yeah. um, you gotta be mindful of who you're giving that stuff to. Um, and another thing I want to say, like, men are not, I know I would not say that women aren't as good listeners as they think. I think women think that men are way more emotionally aware than we really are. Like, they don't be knowing nothing about, like, how they... It's not... I don't think, you know, go back to the topic. I don't know if it's always that we don't express them. I don't even know if we know how to express them sometimes, right? Like, like, and I don't think that has anything to do with women, right? I just don't think that there's... You don't know what the hell to do to express them because at no point in your life... And I'm not, like, people have don't allow men to express things, right? Little boys fall. They got to get up and suck it up. Um, depending on what your home situation was, you might not have had a, a man in the house with you, right? So you might not have had a man in your life. The first man that might have chatted to you was probably the drug dealer on the corner. And that was probably like, no, that's young boy. 
fuck out of here, nothing else. You don't get out of here. Something like that. That might have been like serious. That might have been the yeah. first from an adult male or a teacher at school, right? A white teacher at school because we don't see black. Mm-hmm. So a white teacher at school might have been the first real communication that you saw um, from a man. So some of us are lucky enough to get mentors and role models to kind of show us the way. A lot of the people aren't fortunate enough to do that. And I know not coaches, um, so he probably sees it a lot from the culture aspect, but a lot of men, you don't learn how to express emotions. You learn how to hide them your, your whole life. Man up. Oh, you can't cry. You got to be tough. Toughen up. You so all your life, you kind of train men to suck up their emotions and not express them. Then they become an adult. It's like, oh, you don't talk about nothing. Like, put the hell up and talk. What talk about? What you to talk about? I've been told not to talk about them. And now I'm an adult, and you're mad at me for not talking about them. Like, it's just the way that you turn it, um, that you're turning people. So I think that just being mindful of that, right? Like, I feel like oftentimes we meet people um they just keep it on a romantic standpoint and we think that they're like this we're looking for this finished product right like this person who knows everything there is to know about life who already at the highest level in their career like you know you might be got it together right position of the car but like a lot of things like you're not really willing to meet somebody where they are and trust in their ability to grow right like and you know, we talked about this growth thing again, but sometimes you got to meet somebody where they are. And you can say to yourself, like, you know what? Like, she not a finished product. He not a finished product. But I see enough of what I like. I see enough of what I need from this person that I'm really to rumble with them. And it might take a couple years for them to get there, but I'm ready to rumble with them because I see enough. But what will happen is um, you'll see somebody and you're like, ah, oh, he's a nice guy, but he, he, he broke right now, so I'm done. And I'm not saying that you should be carrying, you know, every man you meet, but it's like if he's checking off every box that you got, right? But he's in between jobs. And I'm not talking about serial unemployed dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about somebody who might legitimately just be between jobs. Like if he's like, oh, I worked at my last job for 15 years. I got laid off because of COVID. I haven't been able to find new employment yet. It's been three months. Oh, you broke. You ain't got no money. All right. You know, I lost my job because of COVID. I had to move back home. I was living by myself for the last 10 years. I lost my job because of COVID. Now I moved back home. I've been with my mom for the last four months. Oh, he was his mom. I'm done. Like, things yeah. like that. I'm kind of like, look at the history. If he lived on his own for 10 years, uh, like a world-changing disease caused him, caused his position. A little bit of a setback. Yeah. Right. But he's checking off everything. He makes you feel good. He makes you feel loved. Like all the every other box is checked off, but that physical, um, tangible thing that you might have wanted, the one that other people might look at and say, like, yeah. oh, why are you with that bum? Will make you miss mm-hmm. out good guy to go get the jerk with the money and the job that don't give you nothing, treat you like shit, don't come home, cheat on you, don't do none of those things. Yeah. Um, I think you gotta, we gotta be more, and I'm not just putting that on women, but I think that we as a, 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 a People just have to be more willing to kind of, if they're checking up every box that you need, you don't think that, like, again, I'm not talking about serial bums and, like, taking somebody who's homeless on the street, washing them up, and, like, no, special projects. In some of the more uh, material areas, but they're checking off those emotional areas. Um, you gotta, that's, probably the person you should be with but again like we're so trained 
as men to never express nothing. So as a man, you probably, even if you are on them hard ter- terms, nah, you still probably find some way to flex like you got money. Right? You're probably going to find some way to flex like you got money. All right, well, you know, I might only got $300 in the bank, but let me take her to uh, Fogo de Chao. Let me take her to Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you taking her to Bell Frisco's for, bro? You, you know, like, that's it's real, you know, I only got 300 bucks, so let me take 200 of this and, and buy her, you know, this new TV or, you know what I'm saying, or this new thing or whatever, because you're trying to impress her with things that you don't have. So and you can't gotta, maintain. Yeah. Right. So as a male gender, we got to do a better job of saying, I'm not there right now. You know, this is my goal. I'm not there right now. And if you can't wait for me to get there, if you're not willing to ride with me when you get there, then we're not going to waste each other's time right now. That's why I tell my youngest tell her, I'm broke, baby. I'm <laughs> broke, baby. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. You didn't realize some of the stuff that you can do without money is way more romantic than anywhere you could take somebody anyway. Like And not just that. And not just that, bro. Some of the skills that we have is better than the money. Because let's let's be honest, let's be honest. And granted, I ain't been in the dating game if I ever. But one thing I know for sure is that not every dude with money fit in the park with it just because he meet a girl who in the part her thighs. Like, yeah, that's that's you know what I'm saying. Some dudes got goals in mind, they got dreams in mind, and they takes that capital to do so they can't be sitting there spending money on every girl. So it's like, all right, listen, once you once you get to that point, then yeah, everything I have you can have. But till then. No, mm-hmm. it's not because I'm a broke nigga. It's because I'm never trying to be a broke nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whole time, I can I can change your tires, I can change your brakes, I can change your oil, I can fix something around the house. I can, you know, I can uh, uh, snake your drain. I can do all these things that you before me have been paying for, mm-hmm. or hoping you can get your daddy or brother to come do. Mm-hmm. I can do all these things. Like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, or, or even in a situation like literally, there's dudes that know how to make a house a home. Mm. Like you say, he's in between jobs, but you got you got kids and you need to take your kids to the daycare and you need somebody to make sure everything else is cool so you can go ahead and see the money that you get. That's the guy, though. Mm-hmm. He can do all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a societal conditioning, which was kind of Facts. y'all beat me to the question. I was like, you know, men don't express themselves. Is it because they don't know how and they're conditioned not to? But, you know, what you guys are speaking on now, I think that answers the question and then goes above and beyond to where men are conditioned to feel like if they don't have money, they're not good enough as a man because mm-hmm. then they can't provide. Um, women have been conditioned to believe that a man isn't good enough if he can't provide monetarily. Now, Mm. for me, it's like, all right, I I make it very clear that I have been providing for myself for a long time. That's how I was raised. I'm going to raise you so you don't have to depend on a man. But when you get a man, you know what the expectation is based on what I've done for you and what I've shown you that needs to be done in order for him to be considered a male that you want to waste your time on because my dad was that man you were talking about now read my father is a certified hvac mechanic he's a certified plumber he's a certified electrician he is a mechanic like my dad can do it all and what he don't know how to do he's going to figure it out 
he worked, made sure we had everything we wanted, needed, and then some of the things we wanted. Um, so it was like in seeing that, I was like, okay, this is what a husband looks like, right? But then my father was also a poor communicator. Mm. So I was like, okay, so I know what that looks like as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I think the problem is uh, a lot of males growing up don't get to see that. And then a lot of females, they're either being raised that if a man can't do this for you, he's not good enough for you. Or they're not being told what a good man is, period, because maybe their dad's not around either, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, why aren't men comfortable saying up front? Because I know my dad made it clear. Hey, look, I don't have a lot of money right now. I am capable of these things. I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z to take you out of said situation and make a family. So if you with it, I can make it happen. And my dad absolutely did. So what has changed over the years to where men don't feel like they can say, listen, right now, this is where I stand. I am moving my feet towards this positioning. It's looking like it's going to take me this amount of time, these steps to get there. And I might need some type of support from you. Mm. Can we work as a team to a, you know, common goal or end goal to where you think that between most women, next conversation lasting this fucking long. I mean, just keep it a beat. Like, just to jump in and answer the question, the conversation don't last this long with the average woman. It don't. He yeah. starts saying this spiel, she's already disinterested. Check, please. Check, yeah, please. Because we live in this society where, honestly, I'm, I'm going to give women a credit, right? Women have had to struggle by themselves for so long. They've had to do so many things. There's been so many women that had to step in roles that men should have been there to handle. So that now women don't just want to be happy. Women want access. Women want opulence. Women want to be able to kick their feet the fuck up. (laughs) They want work to be an option. So a dude coming in saying that kind of thing, that means work is already part of the problem. Like it's already part of the program. To be with him, she has to be willing to work and work hard. Now, granted, they'll be working hard together and making an empire. But when women sit there and say, you know, I want to be with a man to help build his empire, what majority of these women mean is I want him to already be on his way there. And then I bring all this good shit that I have and help him either maintain it or elevate it. Not hear a dude that's saying, yo, I'm on my way to get to where that's supposed to be at, but I ain't got the capital. I ain't got the bread for it, but I know these skills is going to get me there eventually. These skills pay bills. It's just that it's slow money. Slow money is slow money, but it's show money. I mean, it's for show money, but I, I think that but also... It's a lot of women, like I said, because they're my, you was going the right track. Okay? We were on the same track. I was about to say, you have a lot of moms who raised these kids, both men and women, you know what I'm saying, without dads. So their whole thing is, especially for the girls, I can't have you suffer the way I suffered. So I'm going to tell you, this the kind of man you need. Don't deal with this kind of man. Don't deal with that kind of man because they little brother was that kind of man because they daddy was that kind of man because all the dudes they dated was that kind of man. Mm-hmm. And instead of 
instead of having a healthy idea of what a man is and what a man should be, it's all based on what the niggas they know ain't. It's not, like you said, most of it is not built on somebody they saw that's getting it done. Yeah. That is an actual role model in a sense. It's more like cautionary tale, hurt, pain. Cautionary tale, hurt, pain. So they built the idea of what a man should be for their daughters based on everything negative. How how, how are they going to know how to spot somebody who's worth putting the time into? Yeah, yeah. And I've been on both sides of this, right? So I've been on the side of somebody who was making more money than me and was like, you don't make enough, I'm done, right? And I've also been on the, on the side of, like, when I met my ex-girlfriend, it was right after I quit the job. Now, so I legit, and I legit quit the job with nothing lined up. Like, I'm tired of working here. I'm going out on faith. And I met her during that time. And, you know, I was like, well, this is my plan. I don't know how the hell it's going to work out. <laughs> so you were bold enough to tell her that? Yeah, um, and even with my current girlfriend, um, wasn't exactly in the best place. Like, my current girlfriend paid for our first date. Um, her she a real one. <laughs> she got a real one, that's what it is. Hey, you, you proved you prove my point. He proved my point. I want something. Talk Because I feel like women absolutely can spot men with the potential you know mm. it's like I, people say oh i'm dating up to a potential no you see it because i can specifically say when i was dating arturo like it would be so he was like oh so i want to pay xyz off this week and that's going to leave me with 75 dollars until friday when i get paid do you think i can make it through the week and i was just like mm -hmm. wow like, right he got a goal, like this man manages his money. Like nah, and I was joking about how he used to balance his checkbook in college and all this kind of, and I'm like, you don't find men to do that. So it's like, if women absolutely pay attention, they, like you say, stop, look and listen, really try to fill a person out, the male they're trying to date specifically, I think they would have a lot less heartache yeah. when it comes to the relationship in the long run with communicating, uh, with the emotional side of things, with the financial side of things, with the romantic side of things, because you were not dating this person to meet the standards that someone else told you they should meet. Yeah. You were dating them so that you guys can be kind of like a cohesive unit together. I know I yeah. got this. I know he has this. And together we can make this. And yeah. I think if more people did that, they would be better off. Yeah, and I will say, meaning to that point, like she's told me before, like, no, I've dated men with all the money and the nice cars. And they some shit. Like shit. And they some shit. Right. <laughs> she said, and they treated me like shit. And she was like, <laughs> because they can't. She said it. She was like, I think this is very much just a rough patch for you right now. I think you're going to be great through it. Um, she's to your point, you know, I don't have, I'm not out here stunting, I mean, big balling at strip clubs and stuff, and then like, damn, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent, like, I don't mind being, well, I don't, I don't say I don't mind, but being bill pay, paid broke isn't as alarming to me as being like, I I was at the club at the bar last night, and I can't pay my Thanks. rent. If I'm like, well, I'll pay my rent, 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're a spot called a responsibly broke. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that's a different kind of broke. But, but um, to that token, right? Little things that I was like, all right, well, I can't have this girl paying for me all the time. So like, one of the I probably would say probably the most romantic thing I did for her was one night I was like, I'm gonna cook you dinner. Um, I heard her mention she liked Drew Hill. So um, I cooked the dinner. It was like salmon, asparagus, and I want to say yams. I invited her over. I had Blue, Drew Hill playing on a Bluetooth speaker when she was dead. I had the fireplace built up on Netflix. Easy they do the jump. We're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> we got walking, so I have dinner, you know, done when she, well, mostly done when she gets here. I got Drew Hill playing. I had a little table with a little candle lit on it when she walked in the fireplace. And you walk into something like that, and where was I going to take her that was going to be more romantic than that? It would Nowhere. be a kind of right? Nowhere. There's no restaurant that I could have possibly taken her to. That the like, effort and the intimacy bad. of that was uh-huh. And she walked in and she was like, oh, like, this is like, she was like impressed by it. And it cost me what, like 40 bucks? Tops for salmon, asparagus. And I had some wine. I think I want to say I got whatever wine she likes to drink. I don't, I don't understand why women feel like the monetary aspect is what means the most. Because mm-hmm. a, a man can spend money on you all day. And it's like, I'm just going to spend this money to shut you up. I do not want that type of gifting, spending, attention i don't like don't just spend money on me because it's just the thing to do like if there's no meaning behind it then why do it so i don't know if you've heard a lot of women say like a lot of women are kind of feeling like you know i i'd rather go ahead and have this you know fun short space of time with somebody who's spending money on me and get me the things that i can't afford or taking me places that i can't afford to go then you know and this doesn't work out than for me to be with this person who, you know, is struggling and I'm trying to help build them and then it still don't work out. If there's a chance it ain't going to work out anyway, then I might as well go ahead with the glitz and the glam. And again, this come from places of hurt. This come from places of trauma. And you know what I'm saying? Of course, unfortunately, there's men who've played into that. Um, and like I said, especially like I said, women on the, you know, middle to the back end of the 30s, they don't want to do so much hurt now. They like, listen, nah, I'm not, Call me what you want. Call me what you want. Mm-hmm. I done took so many L's. I'm a, if I'm going to lose, it's going to be in style, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I made it in style. They don't, they haven't learned how to do what maybe, you know, his girl or you did. And you guys didn't just evaluate based on potential. This is something I like to say a lot of times. Y'all evaluated based on promise. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. And I'm going to say this definitely, I'm going to drop this, but this is another episode in itself. There's a difference between potential and promise. Potential is what could be there if X, Y, Z happens. Promise is give them enough time and it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. showing me you're willing to put the work in. So you, you know, know what I'm saying? You're going to make it happen yeah. and I'm watching you do the work to make it yeah. happen. When somebody yeah. has promise, it's destined. Right. It's going to happen, right. whether it's tomorrow or two or ten years from now. That person is going to that person is going to make the dream happen for them, mm-hmm. whether you're in their life or not. Yeah, you yeah. being in there can help them get there sooner. 
But if you imagine that life, they still going to get there. Potential is where it's like, you know, oh, well, if I do this for him and I do that for him, then maybe he'll get here and maybe he'll get there. And then they get burnt a lot. You know, women get burnt a lot dating based on potential because yeah. some dudes don't care about their potential. They perfectly like fine, never haven't fulfilled it. It goes back to what I said because they're not having the conversations. They're just uh, making yeah. assumptions based on the potential. If, yeah. You know, I, so to me, it's like the potential is this is what I see in this person, right? Yeah. I see, as I see their potential. So promises, I'm saying I'm willing to do this. I'm working to do this. I'm capable of this right now. I'm not capable of this right now. Hopefully I could be capable of all of this in the immediate future. Yeah, I promise I you, just work with me. And we're going to make it happen. And I feel like that's when the words and actions align. Exactly. And I feel like that that opens the door for communication. Because if a man feels like I can absolutely sit here and tell you these things and you still going to ride and rock with me. At that point, a man should be able to tell his female anything. Now, I know there are the cases where women's responses dictate a man's lack of response. So I get it. But I... <laughs> oh, sorry. Bye. That's a I think, <laughs> I think um a lot of honestly i think a lot of relationships fell because of lack of effort if i'm being guy honest with you yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. i think that we see these fairy tale like type relationships like i want to meet this person it's gonna be fucking happy every day for the rest of my life and that's just not true right like i've been with my girlfriend for what eight months almost eight months now and a couple of times we've had to sit down and have some fucking Real like, conversation. Really like churning stuff out conversations and it hasn't been because things were bad between us it was just like yeah, we need to get on the same page about this or hey we had an amazing week last week today the energy's off what's going on what yep. happened in your week that caused you to get to this point am i getting because what happens a lot of the times is and this is something i'm very guilty of doing we have a great week right nothing changes i go to she could have had a bad day I go over to her house after um, I get off of work. She's off because of her work day. I say, hey, babe, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. Now I go through every wrong thing I've done for the last. <laughs> it's, it's, your it's your trauma. It's your trauma. It's your trauma. Everything I did for the last two months, like, what did I do to piss her off to get to this point? Meanwhile, she mad because her boss sent her an email at 5.07 and she logged off at 4.30 or something weird like that, right? Yeah. But I done personalized it, right? So now this blows up into a big thing for a lot of other couples. Now, it hasn't happened to us, but sometimes you just got to sit down and turn it out. And one thing that she and I about uh, the, the, the conversation we had was, I'm always acting from a place of love. No. I'm always acting from a place of love for you. So before you go and assume that I'm doing something to hurt you or to be spiteful, I'm always acting from a place of love. So we always give each other that benefit of a doubt. Benefit yeah. of the doubt. Okay, cool. I don't like what was her intent behind this action, right? Was she being malicious? And I think sometimes we project maliciousness on people. Sometimes we project like, like just this be these behaviors on people based off of our past, right? Not, yep. It's not based off of anything that they've shown us recently, based off of something that happened in our past, right? And I think that to Nas' point about social media early, we very much live in this petty culture, right? Where people yes. are ridiculous. You've got to get somebody back. Um, gotta get that, my leg back. <laughs> that trade yep. right because we're in petty culture. So you always think like, damn man, like I know I told her I was gonna get here at seven thirty. I got here at seven forty. Now she probably being smart. 
But I ain't smart because I got here at 740. Because you done projected that for her. You didn't even give her the opportunity to clarify what it is. In your mind, you done already made up. She mad at me because I was 10 minutes late. She mad at me because I told her dinner will be done at 7, but it's done at 730. She mad at me because whatever happened. And now you done worked yourself all the way up about this, right, bro? Because we don't always address it right away. So now we done sat there and Cause y'all want no more problems. Right. I done stewed in this probably for like two or three days. Then out of nowhere, she like, "What's wrong with you?" And you snap right away. <laughs> <laughs> you snap right away because now you mad. Not only are you mad at like her being mad at her, you believing she's mad at you for being mad at you. Then you're right. mad that you stew for three days, and then she asks you, you go I hate off. That. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> so um, I think that. When you, I think that you gotta, we gotta have more honest conversations with younger people to say, like, no, relationships are work. And then, like, go into detail about what that work looks like, what that effort looks like. We have check ins every quarter. We have, you know, we go to therapy. We do, you know, this. We do that. Like, we have to do these things to make sure we're successful. We do this to shake things up. But I think that we painted this fairy tale, like, oh, I meet her. She's cute. He's cute. We live happy ever after. Yeah. So make a lot of money and so be it. And that's just not reality. It's yeah. not reality. At like I met my girlfriend by accident. Like if I'm being God honest with you guys, we're at a wedding together. It was last call at the bar. I drunkenly walked up to the bar. She just so happened to be waiting there. So it wasn't like I knew her. Like that's how we met. Like I drunkenly walked up to the bar at last call and said, hey, how you doing today? I never met you before. We chatted a little bit. What are you doing with? <laughs> Got a date? What you doing right. after this? Try to stay out late? Right. We chatted a little bit, exchanged phone numbers, and, you know, kind of been going since then. Um, so, like, every, every, the origin story for relationships are different. The way they build are different. Some people know each other for years and then eventually get together. Some people rekindle. Like, there's not, like, this one, like, oh, I met my prince or I met my princess. We fell in love and everything was great. Everything Hated. after. There are going to be some bad times, and honestly speaking, there's going to be some bad times that your partner didn't cause. You're going to have some bad times because of work. Work could yeah. be kicking your ass. You're going to have some bad That's times sure. because your family's getting on your nerves. Yeah. You might be going through one of your friends. You might just be sad because you don't have the money to give to that person what you want. Like, it's not always going to be good days, and it's not always like, oh, I hate my partner. These are bad times. It's like, they, they, you gotta be with somebody. They gotta. They're gonna see you through every season of life, yeah. like, and that's like beautiful, but it's also scary too, right? Like, if you think of it, that's a real beautiful thing to know that someone's gonna be with you to literally see you through every season of your life. But then it's scary because you think like, damn, someone has to see me. Yeah. My lowest of lows. Yeah. They get to see me at my highest of highs, but they're also <laughs> gonna see me at my lowest of lows, and I gotta depend on this person to help me out. Yeah. And not judge me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got to be able to be vulnerable with them. I got to be able to be open with them. That's I a big word right about, there. Like money, honestly, speaking of things, and now we should do this one of those. Let's rank the important things in a relationship and see how low on the list money really should be. Right? Like, because money is so far up. Money and success is so high on a lot of people's list. And I honestly think that that's a... um. Uh, a, a big community thing within our black community. It's a societal thing. Yes. With some white people, white people don't be worried nothing about uh, all of that stuff. <laughs> some white people I be mean, rich out there in the suburbs, and um, 
they'd be like, yeah, he was a school bus driver at school. Like, and I'd be like, the hell was he a school bus driver? And y'all living in a, a million dollar house. Like, Listen, they be smart like, with their money. There? They be smart with their money. Break them, you'll see how low on the list money really falls um, and how important communication, emotion, um, and so many family, family. All that like experiences, mm-hmm. you know, they, they value things completely different. And I think that is another issue with communication because we place value on things that are really not of any importance. And I always like say, make this statement about how I feel like my husband is a box checker because in life he was told, you got to graduate high school. You got to get a college degree. You got to get a good job. You got to find a girl. You got to get the house. You got to marry her and you got to get the dog and you got to have a kid. I'm like, I'm not a box checker. That kind of stuff does not matter to me. It's like, like, how are we working together? Like, how is our relationship developing? What am I doing to help you grow? What are you doing to help me grow? How am I watering you and vice versa? Like, what can I help you do to achieve your dreams? I, I just don't think people have those kind of conversations. And it's, you said something earlier, because um, I was talking to my therapist on Monday and, you know, we always have this conversation about passion versus purpose. And I told her, I feel like my passion and my purpose are one and the same, even though they're different, right? But um, I recently started giving a whole lot of time and attention to a young lady that's playing basketball. And I went to a tournament out of town this week. So she had a little issue uh, when I kind of became her impromptu athletic trainer. So Saturday, Sunday morning before the game, I'm taking her to see the athletic trainer just to get her checked again. And we're just having, I say, let's stop and get you some breakfast. I need you to get something on your stomach so you can take this ibuprofen. And then I, we were having conversation. And I was like, so have you talked to so-and-so? And what do you want to do, you know, in your senior year? What colleges are you looking at going to? And then it just evolved into a conversation about relationships, finding a person, soulmates, like knowing when someone is good for you or not good for you. And it was just like, she was like, Demisha, do you realize you're probably like, needing to mentor needing to tell people about these things uh, uh, in life and i was like well damn because like yeah i'm still real click tight with my mentor and even though like i had both my parents in the household dynamic sometimes was a little like yeah y'all are weird like y'all got some shit y'all need to deal with over here but then seeing my mentor and it's like she had that fairy tale life like they sat and ate dinner every night and you know, they were just like going on family vacations and everybody got along and you know, family events. And I was just like, what is this shit about? We don't do this. Like we look no- like we were normal because both my parents was in the household. No other right. kids on the block had both their parents. But to me, I'm like, we're not normal. Like looking at them, we're abnormal, like clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, man, maybe I do need to mentor and like talk to these kids about this fairy tale life that really don't exist and how you really can make the most out of your life by communicating to people which are really feeling being honest and upfront about what it is you need you know across the board and knowing how to show your true self and live in your truth and not someone else's truth because I think a lot of us are living in our parents truth what they wanted for us so therefore we can't communicate. I really don't like this shit. I just am told this is what I'm supposed to do. So then that causes a lot of dissension in your relationship because it's like, you're trying to check the box. You're trying to fit into this role. You're trying to, you know, create the perception and the narrative that someone told you it should be 
So you don't know how to communicate that. And then you end up not being happy with yourself, not really knowing who you are. And then it makes it harder for you to communicate to your partner. Like, I'm not happy because I'm really doing this job that I'm not really fully invested in, but it's making us money because you require that we live a certain lifestyle, but I'm not happy. So you happy, but I ain't happy. So now we all going to be unhappy in this motherfucker. So I think that's like a big part of the problem. It's like coming into it, knowing who you really are and being able to say, Hey, this is my traumas. This is what I live with. This is what I need in order to feel fulfilled and fulfill you and we are growing together. I just don't think the communication for that is there for a number of the reasons you guys stated. When we were growing up, we were told it's not cool to show emotions. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to do it. We don't want to feel embarrassed. And for men, it's like you guys show emotions. It's like you're not masculine. You're kind of like punished for being, you know, for emotional. Being and yeah, yeah. like. And then going back to the whole, you know, men get compliments every day. I know somebody I compliment all the time. And it's like, they do not know how to take a compliment because Facts. Mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you compliment me. I mean, oh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be thankful to that because then I don't seem humble. Why you got to be humble? Like, I don't understand this. Like, you can't take a compliment. It, it's crazy to me how men are conditioned. And it really is a lot of trauma that y'all deal with. And I think women need to be a little more understanding of that. Um, And we'll probably get a lot further in the relationships in the black community. But I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, uh, Mimi. (laughs) I work with a woman. I'm a white woman. And like the other day I was leaving work and her daughter was in the car. Her daughter's like 11. And she was like, hey, you know, this is Marty's. And her daughter was like, "Oh, is this a social worker? You guys uh, told me that you that you told me that you hired." And she was like, "Yeah." And like the next day, I was like, "You talking to your daughter? your daughter about like work?" <laughs> like she was like, "What?" I was like, "Like any depth about what happens like at your job, like the hirings, what's going on, and things." And she was like, "Oh yeah, because I want to prepare for like what corporate cultures are like when she gets older." That never crossed my mind, like at all. ever in life. To say like, let me prepare my kids for a corporate culture, and I think that in our community, because so many of us are working and stretching and surviving, right? Like a lot of us aren't living in comfortable realms. A lot of us are just trying to make it, yeah. you know, from week to week. Um, we don't think about that, right? Like yeah. we don't think about what are we teaching the kids. Um, I think the hope is that I hope I do enough that my kids learn. But like again, man, since I've gotten out here to the suburbs, I've really gotten to see how some of these privileged families work and then also on the flip side how they're just completely oblivious about what goes on in our communities right they really are completely oblivious all right hold on we go we getting too much good stuff that we can use for a totally different conversation because <laughs> uh, i'm saying we we we, we gotta let y'all run and give up tape that we can use elsewhere <laughs> we had some good stuff that i feel like the three of us had to get back together and revisit as far mm-hmm. as you know the the uh the, the realities of what we need to do in order to build these healthy relationships that we swear we want so bad. Yeah. Um but we gonna wrap and before we wrap, Reese, I would like for you to give because we said with, with this particular podcast, like yeah we're gonna vent and here we gonna go get shit out, here we gonna call out a spade as a spade, but we also kind of want to be solution based. So one of the things I want you to touch on is if you could give um uh, both men and women who are listening right now, 
a tip, like something that could help men better express themselves honestly and truly, whether it's with the boys or with their significant other, what's a tip that you will give that creates that that opportunity for that man to do so? Um, I'll say, bro, it's not it's not worth it to try and act tough. It's not worth it um, to hold all that stuff in. It's not worth it to try and be Mr. Macho Strong all the time. Um, not to go into too much detail, but I had a moment, a really low point back in this past November. And had I not opened up and reached out to Nari, I literally might not be sitting here today. Um, so it's not worth it to um, hold on to all of that. Um, you're killing yourselves. Literally, you're killing Literally. Um, by holding on to all of that. And I'm not saying that you should be opening up to every single person that you come across. But find a trusted circle, a trusted two or three people, and lean on them when you need to. That's what friends are for. That's what brothers are for. That's what yep. spouses are for. Um, and women, um, uh, I realized that Men, no one teaches men, right? Like, you know, now we've had this conversation before. The, the, the conversation in the male community is usually centered around all women are crazy, find craziness that you can deal with. Um, or, you know, get your paper, grind, grinding, yep. getting your paper. Um, our sports stuff, right? Um, Facts. So realizing women that, there's there's no conversation about this stuff. A lot of us are winning. Most of us are winning. And I ain't gonna say a lot of us. So I'll probably wager probably like ninety to ninety five percent of us are just out here winging it, right? Mm. Like with no guy, no male at no point um, that have been consistent um, enough to show us some of these things. So we're out here winging it. We're learning on the fly. When you're learning on the fly, you're gonna you're gonna mess up, right? Yep. Um, you're gonna have some growing pains. Um, give us some time. Give us some patience. Show some grace. Um, and we promise that we'll make it worth your while. Man, I want to end on that note. Uh, Actually, I have some tips got? for the ladies, if you don't mind me sharing some things. I I feel like, okay, okay. Give, so, give, 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 give them two tips. Give them two tips. Oh, no, I got six. Because ladies, you need these. All six? six? I'm going to make Lord. it quick. Sit back. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do a third. Ask open-ended questions. I feel like that makes men more comfortable to start having a discussion about whatever it is they're feeling and need to communicate. Ladies, please pick up on these nonverbal cues. Men's body language, um, lack of communication, them shutting down, all that stuff's noticeable. Like women are agitated when they are regressing and withdrawing. Pick up on those nonverbal cues. They're there. Um, also, stop trying to read men's minds. You don't want them. Uh, they don't want to read our minds. We don't want to read y'all minds. So let's not be mind readers in a relationship. Flat out ask. Get the conversation going. Make sure you're asking in a very delicate manner because sometimes people are a little temperamental these days given everything that's going on in the world. Um, understand the conversations are a two-way street. Um, you do need to be an active listener and listen to understand and not to respond always make time like to talk set aside time i mean, i, I kind of hate this whole oh we're gonna talk every thursday at six o'clock but if that's what works for your relationship i know every day i ask art how was your day 
Anything happened at work today you want to talk about? Anything you got going on? Like I, I ask him literally every day, every day. And I, I'm wondering if he feels like I'm just asking to be asking. But no, if I don't ask, he won't say anything. So that's my way of letting him know it's free to talk. You can tell me what's going on. And he'll start telling me stuff like today while I was cooking, he was talking about work. And I was like, that's crazy. So what's your next steps? What you need me to help you do? Blah, 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 blah. Are you going to do this? And conversation ensued. And then also men, just t tell women what you need from them. And women, you need to be receptive to that. And you need to tell them what you need from men in order to provide what they're asking you for. That's my tips. Those are fire. Those are fire. Thank you. Those are fire. Um, and I just want to say this one thing. Um, good faith, okay? Um, women, when you ask these questions, ask in good faith. Um, not to use it against them later. We, we spoke oh, on some of this episode. Not to weaponize it. Not to settle a beef. Not to prove that you were right. Um, not to prove that you know him the best. Just ask in good faith, and you'd be surprised how much information now he wants to come to you with yep. because he feels safe. Yep. And, men, it said, it's costing us more not to be vulnerable than it costs us to be vulnerable. You could get your heart broken. You could get upset. You could get disappointed by being vulnerable with this woman and she uses it against you. But never being vulnerable, you're going to the grave sooner than later, one yep. way or another. Dying early That's just the, the numbers back it. Yep. That's the way life is. Um, this has been a dope session. It's been a lot of information, given a lot of uh, positive uh, comments, a lot of thoughtful comments. Um, I hope that everybody listening uh, definitely came with an open mind because, you know I mean, my co-hosts and my guests, they, they came to serve. Yeah, you know I me. Mean? <laughs> they came to serve today. Y'all got platters. Y'all got little take-home trays and everything, the styrofoam. Yeah, yeah. This was good shit. You feel me? Uh, but no, seriously, uh, once again, man, it's always, it's always a great time. You know, uh, partaking in conversation with my brother, man. I'm glad he was available to come through. Thank uh, you. Always supporting you, bro, and what you got going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, life, not just podcast, but in life, you know, you know, us over here, we always, you know, praying for you, uh, you know, rooting for you and stuff like that. So continue your journey, continue your growth. And once again, we appreciate you coming over with your words and your positive energy, bro. We love you, man. We love it. We love, love it. You too, man. Mimi, you're great. And, man, like I said, man, I'm literally, I'm not lying. But I think that really might have saved my life back in November, man. So I appreciate you, bro. I don't have to go into too much detail. Oh, he be looking out for the home. Yeah, man. You already know what it is, man. That's my somebody here tonight. And he came That's through. my brother, like my mother kid. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, literally came through from the time I left with <laughs> midnight and then prayed for me. Like, they might have been the first time one of my male friends just on a whim prayed for me. So, and y'all need more of that. I tell my husband all the time if you had more males that you can talk to and open up to, if y'all were having honest communication with one another and real conversation and just really being vulnerable with each other, I think it would work in your favor for relationships. But I understand the dynamic and trauma that all men suffer where they're too embarrassed to talk about that. And like I said, all right, all y'all dealing with the same thing, but y'all don't want to talk to each other about it. This is crazy to me. I, I don't know. That's why we have this forum. 
That's why he has the My Brother, My Brother podcast. Listen, if you haven't already tuned in, y'all, please go over there. Check his two seasons out. He's gotten brothers to open up about so many different things that we have to carry, that we have to deal with, that women just assume things about. That other dudes don't realize other dudes are going through. Like Mimi said, we all going through a lot of similar struggles. Please go over to his channel, check his YouTube, check his IG, check his Facebook. By all means, bro. Uh, uh, where where can they where can they find you? Let them know. Look me up on my Facebook page, Marty Thresh, or you can look me up on Instagram at the My Brother My Brother Show. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. All right, we'll drop the links when we when we post this. When we post this episode, we'll make sure to drop the links on the YouTube and the IG yep. so y'all can participate. Once again, man, thank you for coming through. Awesome. Love you. Uh, to our listeners, man, on behalf of the God, him, the, 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 the God himself, Mr. Maurice D. Rush, you feel me? Uh, that's my little bro, man. Um, I love him to death. But um, on behalf of him, on behalf of my awesome, dope, real as hell co-host, Need me the goddess, you know what I'm saying? And y'all favorite coach, favorite coach, Splash Charles, man. We love y'all. Take care of yourselves, man. Uh, be smart. Be respectful. Be safe. But and stay be dangerous. Good to but stay dangerous. Be safe, but stay dangerous. Be safe, but stay dangerous. Um, and by all means, man, be good to everybody that you can possibly be good to and be good to yourselves. Yeah. Y'all have a blessed one. Well, I'll let y'all. We out. Bye, guys.